Hey everyone, there are many things that are falsely perceived in life because of other people's social scripts, and I'd really like to bust a handful of those about relationships, sex, and sexuality. Myth number one, a couple that sleep in separate bedrooms lose their sex drive and end up being more roommates as time goes by. This is completely untrue. A couple don't need to sleep in the same bedroom to be romantically linked or to have a hot sex life. What they do need, though, is to make time for intimacy and to continue investing time in themselves to feel good, because ultimately, how we feel about ourselves projects onto our relationships. So adding that to consciously creating intimate special time together, or date nights among other things a priority, is what could potentially create better chances for a relationship survival. It has nothing to do with whether a couple sleep together or in separate bedrooms. Myth number two, sex is sex only if penetration is involved. Sex means different things to different people. Some people consider mutual self-pleasure, which is two people masturbating together, sex, or dry humping. And some people would consider penetration a form of sex, even if neither partner orgasms. Sexuality is very broad, so only the people involved can determine if this is sex or not. Myth number three, vaginal penetration is the only form of real sex. This is untrue and also an interesting one. There are many women that think that anal penetration is not real sex. Sorry ladies, but the poop hole loophole is technically not a way of saving yourself sexually until you are married. This is not really a loophole because in the end, I agree, this is not a form of vaginal penetration and it doesn't involve the hymen. But it doesn't exactly make you ma bastimin to me illa ummi. Myth 4. The hymen virginity myth. This is a big one because in our culture, if a woman doesn't bleed during her first vaginal intercourse experience, then her virginity is questionable. So here's the thing. The hymen can be painful during intercourse if it's not used to being stretched. But pain doesn't only come from a hymen stretching or in coats breaking. Lack of lubrication can cause pain. In fact, it can cause severe pain. But the perception most of us have about hymens is wrong. First of all, not every woman is born with a hymen. Also, a hymen stretches, and if a hymen breaks, it does heal. This means that the hymen doesn't bleed, but when blood is evidenced during a woman's first penetration, it's because of general vaginal tearing from lack of lubrications, and not really the man breaking the hymen or taking the hymen, or in quotes, making the woman his woman. With regular penetration, the hymen stretches and grows more flexible. So ladies and gents, don't use the hymen as your Bible for virginity. Myth number five. The belief that married men who sleep with married men make them straight. Okay, here's the deal. No one has the right to put a label on anyone. However, often married men who are uncomfortable with their sexuality and being labeled as gay will often seek other gay men who are married and act straight. It is safer for them. Some of them also don't see this as a form of cheating because they're both married and there is a discomfort with really exploring and trying to understand why they prefer being intimate with other men. And I get why there is a big discomfort. We're very quick to slap ourselves and others with labels. We think that if we put a label on something, even ourselves, then we are either excused to act the way we do, or we find a cure, which is a name for whatever we think that our problem is. Because it has a label, so therefore it must have a solution. Sometimes the solution is as simple as being curious. Exploring your sexuality doesn't make you anything other than you. It is uncomfortable and the questions could bring up scary emotions. 
But if something is making you uncomfortable, then it's probably worth exploring because it is worth it to get to know yourself more. And the more you know yourself, the more you are comfortable with your body and feel safer exploring thoughts and emotions without quickly putting a label to them. Myth number six, once you're LGBTQ, you can never be straight. This is complete bullshit. I've heard so many people hating on other people for being bisexual and choosing an opposite gender as a life partner. There are many people that identified as lesbians, gay, and bisexuals who ended up married or in a committed relationship with people of the opposite sex. People have different needs and wants. They change their minds and their priorities all the time. Change is the one constant in life. So if someone identified herself as a lesbian and married a man doesn't mean that she betrayed her lesbian community or even herself. It just means that she found happiness that fits her needs elsewhere. Think of Madison Page, who identified as a lesbian. She recently declared on social media that she found the love of her life and he identifies as a cis man. Myth number seven, pulling out before ejaculation is safe. Safe from what exactly? Getting pregnant? Probably yes. But safe sex is very broad and there are tons of STDs that a person can be subject to if they have unprotected sex. Of course, in our culture, dealing with unwanted pregnancy is very tough. Carissa, if you're not married. But it's equally tough to deal with short-term and long-term disease, and this applies to all individuals. Sharing toys between two women, for example, is the easiest and fastest way to get HIV if one of the partners is infected. Using a condom is also nothing new to us, but has anyone heard of latex dams? Latex dams or dental dams can be inserted in the mouth or in the anus for safe sex, because even oral sex can cause STDs. So it's not always about pregnancy. Myth number eight, homophobia exists with straights only. Homophobia isn't only heterosexual folks disliking and being uncomfortable with homosexual people, topics, and environments. Sometimes people within the LGBTQIA can exercise homophobia. If someone says, I'm uncomfortable being gay, but I want to be around people who act straight and don't act gay, this is a kind of homophobia. It's like saying you want to be with someone from one religion who acts like he's from another religion. And that's just discriminating. I think it's really important to know our own bias and be aware of them. And the only way to do that is to ask ourselves really hard questions, starting with what are our biases? Naturally, many of us might say that we are not biased to anything, but everyone is biased because it is integrated in our system. If you don't think you're biased, ask yourself honestly one question. Do you look at your household as equal to you? And if you say yes, then that's great. But then ask yourself one more question. Do you think that your house help from a different nationality, say the Philippines or Uganda, is worth receiving the same health insurance that you pay for yourself annually? Do you think that they are worthy of sex education and knowing their own pleasure and how to ask for it? Just sit with that for a little while. Seek presence in the experience and the conversations you're having and see how you react and think and respond to different things. I learn every day. I make it my job to learn about sexual behavior because, well, it's my job. But the more I learn, the more I can bring to a table and connect to people who come in and want to discuss their sexuality. It is a myth that sexologists, psychologists, psychiatrists, consultants, coaches know everything. No one knows everything. We're not meant to know everything. Thanks for hanging out and see you all next time.